Oh man, guys! I I tried to talk my friend out of playing Russian roulette. Wow, what happened? <laughs> Went one ear out the other. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Ah, jeez, oh, mean that. Welcome to the Big Bad Broadcast, dude. Welcome to the Big Bad Broadcast. We're here every week. A new show drops on Friday, and we're anywhere you can find your podcast. And we got a great show for you to do. We have the <laughs> Dean of the Long Island Clown College. We have Mike Grief. Waka waka. How you doing? I'm hearing somebody farting over there. Who's farting? Come on. <laughs> and then we have the producer, the highest paid guy in the show, Craig Mitchell. It is an honor and a pleasure. <laughs> Sorry, Taco Bell. And then we have, I'm John Ferentino, and I have a good friend of mine that we were spent many years as the Coors Light Comedy Commandos, the few, the proud, the weird. (laughs) The weird. (laughs) That was our logo. And I have our friend, we were on the back cover of Rolling Stone magazine, man. Did you guys carry guns? Yeah, when Carson and Letterman were on the front. Yeah, and we were on the back cover. And what is your friend's name, John? I'm getting to that. His <laughs> name is David Nestor. Hey, hey David. Uh, welcome hey, back. Friend of the show. By the way, you guys, uh, I, I just saw that picture of Tommy Chong. When he goes to the airport under his eyes, do they charge him for extra baggage? Wow. Oh. Hope he's not listening. Uh, you know he gets a fucking anal search every time he goes to the airport, though. They're checking every cavity they can. Which airport is that? Can you tell him, give me the direction? <laughs> yeah. It's Craig Mitchell fucking... Uh... <laughs> That's the gay bell, by the way. The gay bell. said about the, the, the thing, because I have an absolutely great story that happened at the men's juvenile detention center having to do with that when we get to that part of the spot this sounds men's, fun already the men's juvenile so well, the men's just, juvenile oh it's wouldn't juvenile it just be the, wouldn't it just be the boys jail well, boys well they, they called it the, they called it the the uh, male juvenile detention centers uh, male call. okay male is better because you said yeah. men's i'm like men's boys it's like we what are oh. they there Legally, Wait. there's a difference. Ask Craig; he'll tell you. The men's right. juvenile. I, yeah, it seems like an oxymoron, but okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Say okay, you- so we had a big week in sports for my poor Jet team. Aaron Rodgers, fifty-six million dollars, seventy-six. He gave back twenty million to the team. He was going to be the great savior for the season. He was all in. It's gave back like his nine, money. It, he still made like nine million dollars a minute that he played, didn't he? So anyway, he was in. <laughs> Four plays and tore his Achilles. He didn't tear it. He snapped it. Yeah. He severed it. So, yeah. And they say it happened because of AstroTurf. I don't know, man. It looked like a self-inflicted wound to me. What do you know? You don't even know what sports are. (laughs) Yeah. I know what it means. Sports is like a freaking bat with spikes on it, and you go out and you just try to beat the guy next to you. You know, that's a sport. I disagree. I disagree. John Sports is his favorite Huey Lewis album. There you go. I well, you know what, guys, I don't understand this. You know, they're, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. The backup quarterback came in and saved the day and won the game. That's the story. Yeah. Is- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, mean, I Aaron Rodgers having bad luck is just another day. <laughs> so the guy's got know. bad luck, man. He's just got bad luck. That's how there is to it. Well, he does host Jeopardy, so there's that. 
Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he just said all the right things in New York. Joe Namath offered to take his jersey out of retirement and give him number 12. And he said, no, you're Broadway Joe. That number is synonymous with the Super Bowl. I'll wear my number from college. And like our friend Larry Amrose said, he wrote, he wore number eight, which is exactly how many minutes he played. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that was that. And then the other big news is the uh, that guy who got captured. The guy in Pennsylvania, the yeah. The, the, he was on the loose for two weeks. Did you see the video of how he escaped? This guy was American Ninja Warrior or something like that. That was awesome. I'm sorry, that was awesome. Up a fucking wall like Spider-Man. And he crabbed his way up the wall, he says. There was actually a, there was an episode of Batman in 1966 <laughs> where they did that. <laughs> I know. Well, that was funny. I used to love when they climb up the wall and like celebrities would come out the window. Hey, what are you doing here, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> you the crazy man. part about the crazy part about that guy is. They said he, he escaped in the jungle somewhere for like 30 days in South the jungles, America. The jungles of Pennsylvania. You know, no. So they go, <laughs> you know, he's like, the only way they got him is with a thermo camera from a helicopter. And they well, said even when they knew where he was, he was crawling under the underbrush yeah. like a roach. Well, let me ask you this. How lax are people in Pennsylvania? They knew this guy was in this certain area, a small area. And yet, you know, they they leave there. They left some guy left his keys in a van. The guy stole the van. Another guy had his rifle leaning up on the garage. The guy stole this, stole this. That's like somebody stealing your guard dog. <laughs> Steal somebody's rifle. <laughs> hey, come on. You know, there's a murderer roaming around. I'm just gonna leave my oh, you know, I'm not just gonna leave my rifle sitting over here un un unguarded. Yeah, well, why not just put a sign on your car? The keys are in it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I know. And people were packing them lunches and stuff. Okay, maybe they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> leaving snacks, like leaving Halloween bowls leaving of candy snacks. on the stoop for him. <laughs> oh, remember that? Remember that? Those people when you trick or treat, they leave a whole bowl of candy. I and they yeah. go take take one. Yeah, yeah. Kids take on their honor. Kids just take the whole bowl and dump it in their bag and move on. Yeah, take one bowl. That's what it means. Take one bowl. I know, please give me a break. Listen, I mean, and people I, used to put razor blades in apples, right? Listen, I said blades, I'm sorry, and razor, John. And then razor blades got so expensive. No, so what? That, that's when men would go out trick or treat to get some free razors. <laughs> Come on, man, give me an apple, will you? <laughs> I mean, just just that, that whole concept of trick or treat, where your kid can go door to door. And get whatever they want. Can you imagine, guys, if we could do that? If we could go door to door and get whatever we want, we'd go uh, to one door, smoke a cigarette, and go home. How about the fact that you bring up your kids telling them, don't ever take candy from a stranger? Yeah. And then you send them out. Then you send them out on Halloween. And then Halloween you send to them to every stranger's house. You walk them out and wait in the driveway for them. Yeah, go ahead. It's okay now. I don't know. I never, I, I was never big on Halloween. Honestly, in the projects where I grew up, we'd let the other kids go trick-or-treating, and then we would just steal their candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet, buddy. I'm not, not going to do the work, but I'm going to reap the benefits. And I'm proud to be an American. It's the American way. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't yeah, believe so Halloween's you, coming up. I can't I'm, believe that already. I'm killing the first person who offers me a pumpkin anything. I hate pumpkin. It's already, I it's hate pumpkin. Here. I can't stand that. Oh, pumpkins coffee is back. Shut Ooh. up. 
That's what I'm. That's what I'm drinking, guys. Pumpkin oh latte. my god, <laughs> Craig, kick, kick him out of the room, Craig. Pump, kick him out. Pumpkin coffee is. <laughs> I don't know. Have, have you ever tried? Have you ever don't don't knock pumpkin spice? I hate anything pumpkin. Listen, but yeah, but this coffee is seedless. This is pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> now that's watermelons, not pumpkins. <laughs> Oh man. oh man! A lull. There's a there's a there's a lull there. Anytime you do a, uh, uh, we know. <laughs> no, there's never a lull. I have some hilarious fifty-four hilarious facts that you will never guess. Well, why don't we save those? Why don't we? Why don't we talk to uh, David yeah, about yeah, his uh, his recent trip to Costa Rica? <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll do those. We can do those right after we hear about. We will this. talk to David as soon as you hear me go. Ah, we're going right to the questions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, I joined you for this podcast. <laughs> so, David, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> he said casually, as if that was, you know, <laughs> that wasn't too much of a setup, was it? <laughs> well, gents, I think I may have teased you on the last podcast, but I just got back from a clown mission because I know how much comics love clowns. I went on a clown mission with Patch Adams, the Patch Adams, the guy the movie was about. We uh, went down with uh, 26 other clowns, and we went to... Um, Did you all go in one car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, guys. Ring the bell. That was a, that was a good one, John. <laughs> you know, I said, that, I said that down there. You know, they had a bus for us to go to these places. I said, what, no car? And they looked at me, <laughs> they looked at me like a comic would look at another one with a hack line. They just went, uh. is that So is that like a clown minion? I mean, what, what do you have, like a certain number of clowns to make up like a, a, <laughs> like a gang? Mission. So yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know how many do. We just go went down there and we went to uh, we went to we went to not so funny places. Basically, we went to not, we went to a couple centers where they're uh, mentally and physically. You guys are gonna have a blast with this. <laughs> mentally, <laughs> mentally and physically disabled people, kids and right. adults. Right. We went, to, uh, we went to the most knocked out homeless shelter you've ever seen, where they had a full music studio. They asked the homeless people, "What would you like for a shelter?" They had computer programming. In there, they had had to write code. They had a whole music studio they could do. They have dentist form. They teach. But meanwhile, to... they're homeless. What good are these skills if you're freaking homeless? But they're they're teaching them not to be homeless anymore. Ah, I see. Of course, and of course, they had a yoga studio. And I went into the yoga studio. And guys, here's what's amazing. The shit... oh, here comes the fart machine. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, but John, without the fart machine, it is unbelievable the shit you get away with. When you do this, <laughs> the clown nose. He's wearing a red nose, ladies. Brothers, my my boys, you put this red nose on, and that gives you permission to get away with anything. I'm you gonna put get, I'm gonna put one on my, on my on my Johnson. Yeah, you get away. Let's see what I can get away with. <laughs> so we get that's right, John. We went into the yoga studio. They're doing the downward dog. Oh man! <laughs> All right, you got to do that close to the mic. All right, so ever since I've a little background, ever since I've known David, he has this little rubber fart machine, and it's just it's like his like, trademark bit. He used to sell them after the shows, but you don't even want to be on a, an elevator with him on a cruise line with a bunch of passengers, and he's in the back doing this fart machine thing. Yeah, the master blaster. Yeah, I make them. I make them. So anyway, yeah. But this homeless shelter was incredible. Then and then, uh, um, and 
uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the, the, anything you can imagine that they have for these people, they teach them how to be self-reliant. America could really take a lesson from them. So we go on all these clowns. We just go in there and, man, you get that red nose on, boys. You can just cause havoc. And, John, I got my drumsticks, and I'm playing everything. I'm playing. I saw you playing them on, like, prison bars. No, I did. I did <laughs> yeah. play them on the prison bars. Oh, my so God. Also, let me give you a little background. David studied percussion in college. He's a percussionist, really, by trade, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and some self-taught, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually st- I actually studied psychology in, in college, and then I figured I'd rather make fun of people and, than help them. That's and, what and, came and, to me. And I, and I thought my dad was pissed when I was studying, whatever, when I, when I decided to become a comic. Imagine telling your dad, I'm going to study percussion. I'm sure he was very happy. And then be a clown. <laughs> and then become a clown. <laughs> but he can turn the beat around. Yeah, well, that's go. how you present it. You go, I'm a percussionist, and your father goes, "Well, where does that lead to?" You go, "Clown." <laughs> well, that, it's so, like very no, that's very close. That's very, very close to Mike. That's very close to Mike because I think you were a concussionist, weren't you? Concussionist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, so you're, so you're, 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 you're with a bunch of clowns, and you're going to prisons. Let me ask you: Did, did you have to? Did you count your clowns every time you left one of these places? Oh, 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 oh Mike, <laughs> clown we- count. Here's the fun part. When we go, we were, we first went into a woman's prison, right? And you go in the prison. You got to bring your passport, and you and you you show them your passport. They collect the passports in case you don't come out. They want to know who doesn't come out, and then they want to make sure if you call. That's like my fantasy is like going (laughs) into entertaining a women's prison and not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I'm telling you what, boys. There were some hotties in there, and there were some baddies in there, and the baddies were with the hotties. And what's fun because they don't speak English is I would sneak up behind and go, and they'd look at me and go, I think she's hot too. They didn't know. And there was one area where the, all the, all the, all the real rough ones were there. They're rough looking, man. They really, and so I just walked That's over Babette. There. Cause, cause Johnny, you know me, I'm just ball, balls out, man. I'll just, you know, I got that red <laughs> nose on and fuck it. I'm going in. I'm going in. So I go sit by them and they're looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I take out and I roll an imaginary huge joint. Imaginary. And I start smoking it. And I pass it around. They passed it around the whole group like nice. <laughs> nice. Just in case. Just the beautiful case. thing about a woman's prison. They haven't seen a man so long. It's like I go in there and I'm like, I'm like stud. I'm, you know, I'm John Stamos. Yeah, well, unfortunately, most of them aren't interested in you. You 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 play on the wrong team. Oh, okay. They no, um, no, they're just munching to get along. Yeah. <laughs> Paul prevent Paul Provenza told me once he put was at a um, had to perform at a prison once, and there was prison bars across the stage because it was like really tough prison. And he said, and he walked out, and they just started whistling at him. <laughs> And like, and all this stuff. And he said, like, he goes, I really freaked out for the first time. And he goes, I just walked to the microphone to the microphone. And I went, Jesus Christ, it's hot in here. Can somebody open a window or a door? <laughs> and the place went insane. The place yeah. went insane. And he goes, and from that point on, I had him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you have to remember, we go in clowning to do this stuff. They know, they know we're going to be there. They know we're coming. They've, right. had, they've, they've had this before. And so we just went in and just go crazy with them, you know, and have have fun with them, just play now, with them. Is this just something you guys do, or is it like, do they pay you to come in, or is it just a, a thing you just you guys just take it up on yourself? 
to go in and bring some some cheer into the lives of of, of people who are struggling and suffering? That's exactly, Mike, you nailed it, man. I, actually, I paid to go on the clown trip. You pay to bring joy to people who are suffering. I you hear that, brother. That. I would. And, yeah. and, and the great thing about that is you make this incredible connection with people and look in their eyes and they look at you and you smile and laugh. I mean, one thing we had to remember is, you know, we're having fun going crazy, doing crazy things with these women, having fun with them and Sally. And, you know, we're all leaving going, they're going right back to to their lockdown facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not. So you bring some, uh, some some kind of joy. But the best thing I'm getting to, so we go to the, the juvenile detention center for the boys. These are 18 and under. And we go in there and... Um, you, you, first of all, after you give me your passport, they pat you down. You go into a, a room and they pat you down, one for the women, one for the men. And so I start to walk in with the, the woman and she goes, no, 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 no. And mm-hmm. I said, but I just took a Viagra. You can take your time and pat me down as long as you want. Of course, the other guy laughing their ass off. She didn't understand a word I said, or so I thought, because I told the group that afterwards. And one Spanish woman said, oh, no, Viagra in Spanish is Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so then then i go into the next the room with the guy and he's got his hands and he's he's moving right up towards my butt i got him man i got him he backed off real quick and then i showed him and started laughing so again i wouldn't dare do that at an airport you got a clown nose on they just go oh he's a clown he's just fucking around yeah so you get away with some great stuff that's it. You know, that's that's why like uh what was it, John Wayne Gacy dressed up like a clown because it's it's like you know, I mean I don't know. It's I don't a, know. It's a nice comparison, Mike. <laughs> that was that was tight. You're talking about bringing joy to the world and you bring up a serial killer. You're saying that John Wayne Gacy didn't bring joy to the world? No. That's, why, that's why clowns hate guys like you because you bring up that shit. That's so, 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 David, tell us about uh, Patch Adams. By the way, folks, if you want to see what Patch Adams on our thumbnail, there's a picture of uh, David and Patch. I, I believe they're making faces. So, that yeah. you'll see. If, yeah. Tell us about Patch. Want, if you want to get your picture taken with Patch, you got to do one of three things. You got to do this. You got to get your your take pull back. your cheeks out. Yeah. You got to get you an index finger and put it way up your nose. That's easy. Okay, and the other one is you got to moon the camera. <laughs> and I, I I witnessed it, and that's the only reason, Patch. That's the only way you can get your picture taken with Patch. And he does it for this reason. He told me. He said people want a picture with me because they know of me. He said I want to give them a picture they can look at a week or two later, and they look at it and go, I can't believe I did that, and it brings them happiness and joy. Mm. That's why he does that that way. But he asked his. I was at the one place, and he asked his woman. You know, Patch just pulls down his pants and moons the camera. He's 60 guys. He's six foot five and he, and he, uh, and he's 78 years old and he, he, he bends over and he has a woman do it and she freaks out and runs off. No, I'm not doing that. And, and, uh, she came back in another picture. He goes, no, no, no. That's the only way I'll take a picture with you. The guy is committed to what he does. How did you meet him? Uh, I met Patch, uh, when I was, I wrote my first book, John, when I farted, started, not farted, when I started, you just have to laugh. And I sent Patch. Patch Adams is not on a computer, and he does own a smartphone. He only has a flip phone. You can only communicate him by letter. He'll write you back. Uh, I wrote him. I wrote him a, a, a letter and said, Patch, I have a book about humor. Can you please endorse the book? I'd like the endorsement. He said, I can't read a. I can't endorse a book without reading it. So I sent it back, and he said, and I don't have time to read your book right now. I'm too busy. So I wrote him back again and said, Patch, can you put this in the endorsement? 
If I was thinking about reading a book, I would read David Nasser's book. <laughs> <laughs> now, just some background for people who don't know. Patch Adams, he's a, he's a doctor. He's a doctor, right? He's a doctor. You know, it, it, the, the movie, Patch hates the movie. And he'll, he'll publicly tell everybody. He hates How can you movie. hate anything with Robin Williams in it? He hated the movie because, he, because they made stuff up and they didn't portray him accurately. That's what Patch is mad about. They right. not, did not portray him. Wait, you wait. Guys, are you trying Hollywood to say made Holly, something up? Hollywood made something up? Come on, man. I'm supposed to believe that? <laughs> and, uh, what? This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And you have to remember, and so John, that's how I met Patch. And then, um, and then uh, I wrote him another letter and said I'd like to interview for my for my you just have to laugh series. And I went up to his house in our in Arlington, Virginia, and talked to him for an hour. Patch Adams is a is committed to being a clown. He was in and out of mental institutions till he was eight years old because he was freaked out about being bullied, and his father was killed. Patch Adams uh, uh, does not like men. He's not gay but he doesn't like men because they're mean. He said, all the problems in the world are caused by men. And he said, women should run the world. I mean, he believes that. And, and Patch Adams basically is a hippie. Mm. Is, is a hippie who is a doctor that wants to go help people and never charged anybody a dime for any work he's ever done for people. And he uh. wants to build the hospital to do that. That's just Patch. That's the way he is. And they didn't, you know, so much of that, that movie stuff, like, you know, his girlfriend got killed. That never happened in real life none of that stuff so you know patch is also smart enough to know hey guys you know i don't care for the movie but it did give me name recognition right so, sure. so he could go out and make twenty thousand dollars well, i i agree with him man I, that women should rule the world man i'll tell you what it would be a it'd be a this food would be better that's for sure you know? yeah <laughs> no but I, I honestly i think that it should it's like you know uh, uh, aggressive men have done nothing but fuck the world up I think it, it's time for women to 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 take over and lead all the countries. And I guarantee they'd come up with solutions to most of the problems of the world. Somehow, if they were not only allowed to talk, negotiate, do whatever, and not be stopped by, you know, testosterone-driven politic bullshit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, buddy, we put a nose on you and come on a clown mission, buddy. You'd love it. <laughs> I tell you what, you guys, you know, and and John, you know me. You've seen me perform in in hardcore places and do that. You know, you go up with somebody who's mentally, especially mentally disabled. You put that nose on and start doing stuff, and I'm playing drums. And man, there's a moment there, gentlemen, where you connect with them, and they're having fun, and you are you are talking soul to soul and heart to heart, 
And it's, it's just absolutely incredible. That feeling is nothing like I've ever gotten on stage before as a comedian. It's, yeah. it's great making people laugh. But you're talking about a human soul-on-soul hard connection. And uh, I'll tell you what, gentlemen, that's addictive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better yeah. than, like, somebody, you know, that that, that that really needs it. It's like when, I, when I'm doing a stand-up and that person that would come up to you after yeah. the show and say, you don't know you don't know how much I needed to laugh because they were really in bad shape when I got there. And it was like, it's like this relief valve, you know, well laugh or make them happy. But like you said, mentally disabled people too, especially there's some kind of pure love there. Yeah. You make them smile and you make them happy. It makes you just feel like, Oh my God. Wow. You're right. There's You can't get that high on drugs. It's a, it's a human connection that happens with somebody. And when, when you go to these places, you guys, and they tell you, that person's, oh, here's, here's a great story. Patch, there's a guy that's in a wheelchair that's severely autistic and handicapped. And Patch is rubbing him and couldn't get him to, finally got him to stand up. And Patch is talking later and said, uh, man, you know, we, we got him. He just wouldn't open his eyes, but, uh, you know, I think I connected to him. And me and another guy, another club looked at each other and laughed and go, well, shit, we got him to open his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't tell him that. But, but and these, these are doctors from other doctors. There's, there's one from India, a woman from India, from Germany, from Peru. And they all come to learn how to connect with people. And mm. so I was, I, was, I was ready to do it, man. It was, just a, it was just a hoot. I just had a great time laughing. And, I, and I'm, we go down this one really poor street, and I got my drumsticks. And I'm playing the walls, and I'm playing everything, playing Santana's beat and singing and doing that. Because you go fucking nuts, and nobody cares because I got the red nose on. And they're laughing. <laughs> and I go banging on this door. You're going to remember that next time I go on one of my sprees. I'm just going to wear a red nose. It'll just let me do what I want. Just put the nose on, put the nose on. And and so and I'm and all of a sudden this door opens and a guy's standing there in his underwear and I woke him up. <laughs> so funny. So that's uh. it. I mean, it's just a and now they want me to go. Um they want me to go. And here's the sick comic in me, the funny comic in me, because they, they told me they'd like for me to go to Morocco. They're going to Morocco in a month. And we we fly we go into we go from Casablanca to Marrakesh. And, and, and they said, and we want to go because they just had an earthquake there and we could bring relief. And the first thing I said, they had an earthquake. Great. More shit to play. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yeah. it was laugh. a bad earthquake too. <laughs> it was a bad earthquake. That yeah. was the one in the one in Morocco, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So, Marrakesh. Uh, Marrakesh. So I, th- I may go over there. I, uh, they want me to go. So I think I'm, uh, you know, can I go over there and do some more, man? Nice. It's, it's, nice. it's addictive. It's, it's just, it's, it's a blast and it's fun. Everyone should do it. I like cool. to see you guys, all you three guys, with a red nose on and going into a, going to a senior center or going to an area. We're, we're over there. We're going to go into hospice. You're going to go in there and you're, you're with people and connecting with people and trying to bring some joy and just being with them while they're dying. And yeah. uh, um, it's a hoot, man. I know it's well, not, you, you I, want. I have, you want to see me with a red nose? Give me a bottle of vodka in 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give me a bottle of vodka, then go to the phone and dial 9-1 and just wait <laughs> about 10 minutes. 9-1 no. and wait about, about 10 minutes, because I'll be tearing this fucking it, place up. It's got to be tough. I mean, to go in places like that, and, and you know, you see it, and you yet you... Uh. I don't know. There's a dichotomy there where, you know, you, wanted, you want people to laugh, you want them to feel good, but at the same time, you're seeing real life stuff you know it, it, it's 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 you know they, they call stuff like that god's work it really is 
Craig, you know, it's interesting about that. When we go in to do that about clowning, what I realize is it was a comic. You're going for the laugh. Okay. Right. When you go in to connect with people, you're not going with the laugh. You're just kind of bringing them some joy, some silliness. Yeah. That nose gives you permission to be silly and gives you pr permission to be chaotic. In other words, if I, if I cause you know me, I, I, I Johnny knows this. I dress crazy all the time anyway. So they would call that clowny. And I, if I go into a place and start doing that, they go, this guy's nuts. He's a madman. You put the red nose on and they go, oh, he's a clown. Okay. It's amazing that, that what a red nose, the license that it gives you. It's well, you know what? It seems to be amazing too is what a, a clown or even take like, like Charlie Chaplin when he did the, the little tramp and all that. Yeah. The emotions that you can evoke. And it, for some reason, I, I think right a clown, those cat like those type of characters, they seem to evoke emotions like deep sentimental emotions, not only laughing, yeah. Yeah. but there is something really tightly connected to like, sad i don't know if it's sadness or hurt something like that it's really really tied together because it's so easy like I, i'd watch you know the like i said a clown do some sad stuff and you you can't help but like go, oh my god your heart's breaking you don't it's just a it's just a little sketch but it's like it breaks your heart just like yeah chaplin you know it it, it it you know it's interesting mike because when you go do that stuff it you know as a comic you can get pretty cold and callous yeah so doing that i've actually killed a guy from the stage but no let's <laughs> you know, and this and this this gets us to this is a whole different thing and i, I wanted to get get that it would just come out right now just a a, a connection with people it, it was it was just great uh you know i'm i'm, I'm a i'm a sentimental fool man i, love I remember i've done a few times remember adam ace he was a comedian and we went to a couple of hospitals kids hospitals yeah and we just walked around and he just did goofy stuff and I was doing magic for the kids and it was really cool. It was really pretty special. John, man. I want to ask you, man, since you said that, what, what, what did that bring out of you when you did a magic trick and saw that kid laugh? What did that do to you? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. What is even more amazing was when I was working on the SS Norway at Christmas time, we, Elvi and I was, Elvi was my interpreter and she's been on our show. LV Rose. Uh, Rose. And we went to an orphanage and I did a magic show. And then we gave him out pres presents. But did you and, take an orphan with you home? But the but the typical <laughs> the, the typical Norwegian <laughs> home day. The typical they Norwegian. leave them on the stoop. It's like Halloween, the candy. Take an oh, orphan no, home no, take oh, no. Take an orphan home with you, John. The typical Norwegian thing, of course, they ran out of presents, <laughs> and um, kids were John, crying. Do you, and stuff. do you remember? Do you remember what uh, what country that was in? What Spanish? It was country? in uh, Mexico. Mexico, okay. And uh, yeah, it was really great. And Elvie and I, we just had she sang some Christmas songs in Spanish, and then uh, she stood there and she basically was my interpreter, and we had a blast. It's a blast. a blast. It's, it's it was really. really it was really amazing. And these kids had never seen magic before. Oh, wow. Mm. So it was like they really thought I was like like a real like, magician. You know what I mean? Like they thought I had magic either, powers. Either that or they thought you were like a demon. Like, yeah, El really. Diablo, El Diablo. So, so, so Elvi was your translator. So how, how do you say dangerous, spooky stuff inside in Spanish? <laughs> she said it. I don't know. She knew El everything. Spooko dangeroso. Dangeroso. Spoko in canto. Uh, so John, but, you had uh, those you had those 40 questions? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this sentimental bullshit. Uh, to go to it's crazy. 
I don't no. know. I, go ahead. What? Go, go ahead, John. John. What cherry work have you done, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> any any time I go out, it's like charity that I don't fucking kill somebody. Let me tell you, especially That's these true. days. That's true. He spares lives. I was, John. You want to hear something? I, here's something. Here's, here's charity. I was at the gym yesterday. Here's your charity. And I, and I mind my own business at the gym. I don't talk that way. But I'm listening to a that you, know, you can't help but hear them. This guy's telling this girl, he goes, yeah, I think I got COVID. And and he's not wearing a mask. He's I think I got COVID. He goes, yeah, I haven't. I got a, I got a test. He's in the gym. He's talking to a person who doesn't have a mask on either. I got a mask. I put a mask on because otherwise, I mean, I would have been beating the shit out of him. But charity is like I wanted to go and I wanted to just fucking stove his head in, but I didn't. That's my yeah. charity. Nice. <laughs> I tell you, I'll tell you, I got a letter in the mail yesterday. The, I, got, I, I got a letter in the mail yesterday from the San Fernando Mission, and it says for twenty-one dollars for a donation of twenty-one dollars and sixty-four cents, you can feed, uh, you you can provide eight families with Thanksgiving dinner, right? So I was going to write a check, and then I thought, wait a minute. So I wrote them a letter and said, where the fuck are you buying eight turkeys for twenty-one dollars and sixty-four cents? I hope they answer me. Uh, and, come on, Craig. I knew it was a joke the second he said I was going to write a check. I was going to write a check, but suddenly I got a. I was going to. I was going to actually pay in pennies, and then I said, "Wait a minute." Hey, Mel, Bry here. Got to work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy. Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about all this when you talk about clowning, especially the comics, because, you know, the, the beauty about hanging out with comics is we're so... So marvelously, uh, you know, irreverent about stuff. And we can laugh about that. But Patch took five uh, serious PTSD vets on a clown trip to Guatemala. These guys, they said, oh, what the hell? We'll play along. And these guys are just dressed as the goofiest guys. And after seven days, they came back and their attitude was, um, what PTSD are you talking about? Because That's they they made those okay. connections with people. They made those connections with people, and now they want to do that. So it uh, it's just really cool stuff. That's all. Thanks for thanks for letting me talk about it. Because you know I don't know how many times you guys talk about stuff from the heart here, but man, it's great stuff to do that. I want I so want to take all you guys on a clown mission and then record it and play. <laughs> <laughs> Be a special. Well, we are the Long Island Clown College, so it kind of fits. That's it. That's the group, the Long Island Clown College. Hey, John, when, when you were in Mexico and you took out the hatchet right before he put it on the head, what were the kids' reactions? <laughs> I didn't do that, but I did do the severed hand. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, and they were like, oh! <laughs> uh, where's so, the yeah. bunny? Where's the bunny? They saw the bunny, and it disappeared, and they cried because they were going to eat the bunny. I'll tell you a story. I'll, wait, I'll tell you a fairy please, story. Please. So, do you remember? Do you remember? Um, have you ever seen those? It's like a. It's called Rocky Raccoon. It's got a spring yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you no. guys know what I'm talking about. No, it's no. basically Jeff we're Justice. Too, we're, we're too young. Jeff Justice used to do this in his comedy act. It's a. It's a big spring mm -hmm. with like a raccoon. 
cover skin on it and a tail and when you hold it in your hand then you can manu manipulate the spring and it looks like it's eating or whatever okay. and it, it looks really real All right. it looks really real if it's done properly it's pretty amazing so magicians used to produce them so that you wouldn't have to use a real animal you could travel with it and whatever so i six years ago i got out of college and i was in the bronx and they said to me you do uh, magic. We're going to do a big Christmas party for all the underprivileged kids in the Bronx. Mm. You know, do you want to do it? We're going to set up a stage and everything. And I go, yeah, yeah, sure. Put me down. So I get there and uh, <laughs> there had to be 200 kids sitting there, right? And I take the lighter fluid and I put it in the thing. I throw the match in. This is like the second trick I do. Right. And I, flame goes up and I reach inside and I pull out this Rocky raccoon thing and a kid in the front row yells out, it's a fucking rat. And they all, <laughs> and they all ran. They all ran. They, they, they all ran out of there. Oh was, man. It was horrifying. It's the it was, Bronx, man. No what did crowd. you expect? It was, it was no crowd. It was like watching Mary Wong at Washington, D.C. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, right. which no one would get that other than David. <laughs> You're expecting Bronx kids to fucking know what a raccoon or something. No, the first fucking animal. They, they, kid, oh, it was shit, a little a kid. Rat. It was a little kid. No, it wasn't a rat. It's a fucking rat. It's a fucking rat. <laughs> John, oh. how old was the kid? John, about how old was the kid? Like you get? five. <laughs> Actually, that was a nun. <laughs> <laughs> and they all ran away, and they wouldn't come back. And that was the end of my part of the show. <laughs> they didn't come back. No, they were afraid of me. They, they was, I was like the Rat Man, I guess. Rat Man. And that's how John got the nickname Rat Man. <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. So man. funny. Okay. I don't know magic i've always i've always i don't know you know so some people want to figure out how the trick works. i never do i just want to be entertained i just want to watch the magic i don't want to know how it works you know i don't want to try to figure it out i just want to sit there and fucking be amazed have you uh did that reminds me there was uh jerry seinfeld did that bit with the core about magicians where he goes oh, yeah here's a quarter now it's gone you're an idiot i know <laughs> i brought the quarter back I don't have quarters. I don't know. I've never seen you. A quarter coming out against you. You're an idiot. <laughs> now here's a quarterback. You're a bigger idiot. Well, have you, you have you you guys have seen that Pat Oswalt bit about the magician? Oh sure. No, we've never seen that. Oh come on, you must you? have. What yeah, it's about, it's about me. I've oh we, the one you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard it. Go ahead, John. I haven't heard it. Well, you got to look it up. I mean, basically, we did this gig somewhere, and um, and it's just funny the way he tells the story. He goes, so I go up. He goes, I go up. Dick, he goes, I go up there. Dick, Lorraine Bobbitt, boom, good night. <laughs> he goes, and they hate me. Right? And there's a guy in the back room going, what's this little lesbian doing on that stage? <laughs> And he goes, then, he goes, he goes, and then the magician, he goes, and let me tell you, in the 80s, magicians ruled the roost. And he goes, they ruled the roost. And we get to the gig, and uh, basically, I'm not doing it justice. You really got to hear it. He goes, basically, the club owner says, he goes, the club owner says, uh, the bouncer goes, the club owner told me that you, the opening act, you're only getting 20. And I was supposed to be getting 25. And then he looks at the magician, he goes, 
and you're supposed to be getting a hundred, but you're only getting uh, 95. He goes, you would think for $5, he goes 20 games of Galacta Galactia. (laughs) The magician wouldn't have brought down the wrath of God. He looks at this guy and goes, what the fuck are you telling me that I'm only getting $5 less and he goes, and he was a really skilled magician. And now he's on stage going like this. Here's the rope. Fuck you. <laughs> now, is this a true story, John? Is this you? The rope. Fuck you. He goes, here's the rope. It's two pieces. Now it's yeah. one. Fuck yourself. Pokey <laughs> stuff up your ass. God. <laughs> John and I are doing a show, Coors Light Comedy Commanders, I think it was, in Lincoln, Nebraska. And John's on stage in front of me doing the show, and let's just say it's not going over real well. <laughs> and John, John just looks over me and goes, "How do you live here? <laughs> How do you make these people laugh, Master?" <laughs> I can't see. I can't imagine John's act never going over, man. It's oh, God. Some of these colleges, man. Well, colleges, so, yeah. Okay, that's different. You know, okay, that's, the, so, that's the only place I ever fucking went into the dumps was fucking college gigs. Well, you know, it's funny. We used to work with, in the Comedy's Commando, there was this black comedy team, um, which they've all done pretty well. Um, oh, shit, man. Ollie, Ollie brothers. Ollie Leroy. He's, he's written for Chris Rock on Emmys and directed movies. Right. Yeah. But anyway, there are three black guys, and they call themselves the Wong, Mary Wong comedy team. So they thought they were getting a Chinese lady. <laughs> and these three black guys walk in. And to explain what their act is now, it sounds racist, but it isn't. It was like the reverse of racism, right? Yeah. You know, so like all of a sudden, so the one guy would come out like this, and he would hold his shirt out like he had big boobs, and he goes, I am a poor white woman. Caught in the wrong part of town. I hope two stereotypical Negro types don't come and try to touch my big breasts. And the other two guys would come out with shower caps on and trench coats. And they go like this, funky, funky Broadway. And they'd walk up to her. And then she would like make like she took off her bra. And she would do this nunchuck move. And then all of a sudden, the two black guys would look at each other and they go, Mammy, Mammy. <laughs> Feet stone family now, and they'd run and they'd run off stage, right? <laughs> and I mean, in New York at Caroline's, they would just rock the place or any place. But we were in George Washington University, a totally black college, mm-hmm. and they went on first and they walked the entire room, but about eight people. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> they just didn't get it. They just didn't no, get and if it. They, was... If they did get it, they didn't like it. It was because it was, you know, it's there's a different sense of humor, different sensibilities. It's you know, I, I've, I've seen them. I've seen now. them. I've seen them kill. I mean, I you know, Dave, you've seen it. I mean, oh, well, I I I I did a show at Ball. I did a show at Bowie State, Maryland. A couple right. ago, all black college. I didn't know that till I got there. Right. And so I did the show, and I'm up there doing the show, some percussion and doing that. And they were kind of with me. And then I went on and on. And then they start laughing at me and heckling me. And I got pissed at them. And I said, I can't believe it. I can't believe you guys are doing this. It took me a rental car and two airplanes to get here. And you guys are treating me this. One guy yells out, white boy going to cry now? <laughs> <laughs> They're real sympathetic for you. So I, got, I got pissed at them and went right at them. And they started laughing. Well, Ali, who was in Mary Wong, he goes, 
Dave, 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 you never performed in front of black audience before, have you, man? He goes, no. He said, man, they want to see what you got. Yeah, that's man. Right. That's an, I'm from the projects. That's what we do. They we rank, man. We rank <laughs> each other did. out. So this guy, Ollie, right? He was like kind of the bigger menacing looking one. And then all, I remember I was, we saw him do this. In, you were with me. We saw him do this in Chicago the first time. And all of a sudden he goes like this. It's hand puppet time. <laughs> I said, it's hand puppet time. I'm going to turn my back. When I turn around, you best be up in your puppets. And people in the audience are like, what the hell is he talking about? And then the other two guys off mic go, this bit sucks, man. And the other guy goes, I know, but it's the only bit he's written in four years. He goes, why do we got to do this? And the other guy goes, I'm not going to say the word. He goes, I knew we should have gone straight to the the N-word move to Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> so then he turns around. And he goes like this. He's got a little puppet on his hand, like a kid's puppet. And he goes, it's hand puppet time. And then he turns around. And he goes, maybe you didn't hear me. When I turn back around. You best be up in your puppets. I don't want to. And people are putting like gloves on and scarves. And I was like this. And if I see one scarf or one glove on any hand, serious shit's going to be paid. Hand puppet time. <laughs> he turned around. And then all of a sudden, nobody has any puppets. He takes a gun out of his pocket and he holds it on the puppet. And the puppet starts shaking. And he's going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they're not up in their puppets. Right? <laughs> it's just a, it was like that he shoots himself in the hand. <laughs> it's but they were really funny, man. They were oh, really yeah. so, I got I, well John Schuler booked me at a club that was an all black club and I was very, very young and extremely naive. And I didn't care. And I went up and I started to do really well until uh, you know, I'm I was young. I mean, maybe a year and a half doing comedy. And I was still at the point where you would ask questions to qualify your next bit. You know, like, anybody like TV? That kind of shit, right? And so I'm going, there, I'm doing okay. And I go, hey, who here plays hockey? <laughs> <laughs> and I lost. Then they started throwing stuff at me. That's funny. They, That's thought I was, funny. they thought I was making fun of them. I just didn't know. They, uh, You know, that Craig, that reminds me. So after Ali told me that, I do another college, uh, West Virginia State, and and so I walk in there. I didn't know, again, an entire black audience. And I walk in there. And for 30 minutes, I'm doing nothing but crazy off-the-wall shit. I'm just running around improvising, doing all this stuff. And after 30 minutes, this cute black girl goes, she goes, hey, homie, how come you don't tell no jokes? And I stopped and said, because you know and I know I shouldn't be here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And John, I did my famous wide world of sports routine and got the hell out of here. And I said to the guy, I said, sorry, that's only 35 minutes. You're not going to do that bit, are you, Dave? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get up on the stool anymore, man. <laughs> no, remember that when I said that to you? <laughs> David has this bit, right, that he closed with. It's like he does the whole wide world of sports, like the agony of defeat, the whole thing. It's, it's hysterical. So I had to... I had to go on after him, right? And I don't even oh, remember. No, you didn't have to, John. You insisted because you told Denny, well, I'm on television now. I should go on after that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am better. I am Wait, better. And then, right before, and then right before I walk on, I go to David, you're not going to end with that wide world of sports thing, are you? And I, and I, I say, knew I, I couldn't said, follow it. You know what I said to you? I go, you want me to take a dive? You want me to take a dive? <laughs> like a Rocky movie. Okay, so I, David and I, did, I were on. I did the bit. I did the bit. Yeah, David and I were on a ship once with LV Rose, 
and we walked out on stage. I walked out on stage and the audience was just horrible. So I started doing my entire act like Rodney Dangerfield. Do you remember this? Yeah, to LV and I off to the side. Yeah. And I'm going like this. I'm going, hey, you take this piece of the rope and you could have been, hey, you know, and I'm doing this whole thing. And they're dying, but they're the only two laughing. And I walked on stage and the cruise director threw me into a wall. (laughs) He goes, what the fuck you doing, Bubba? And I go, I go, I had to try to make him laugh any way I could. You don't play to LV and David. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I remember, I remember he said, you do that again. I, it was really, I remember he said, he, Denny was pissed. He, he was said, drunk. And he said, he said, if you do that again, I'll fire you. And I remember you looking at him going, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, you handled that really cool because you didn't get in his face. <laughs> you just went, you got to do what you got to do. See, John, John doesn't care about it. He, John will be like, he don't care. He don't care. But you turn around, he's going to sink an action to your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you were talking about coming out in this thing. I had this gig once, right? This is, this is kind of a very funny story. So I had just started working with Crosby, Sills, and Nash, and I'm doing really well, you know? And we get this 1,500-seat theater in Philadelphia. And, I, and I've been working, like, now five and 6,000-seat theaters, hockey arenas and stuff. And the show's going really, really well. So we get to Philadelphia, which is close to New York. So I have six comps per show. I invite my friends. My ex-wife Margie comes, Right. And I, I can't wait to go out. You know, it's like, this is a 1,500-seat movie theater. I'm going to rock this place, right? So anyway, uh, show's about to start. And the local DJ comes out and goes, hey, you like Crosby, Stills, and Nash? And they go, ah. He goes, all right, here's your comedian. He just, <laughs> walked, he just walked off. <laughs> you like Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Well, you just what he said. He didn't, even, didn't even say my name. He goes, all right, well, here's your comedian. He walks off. That's a lot of respect. They walk off, and it is horrible, man. I walk off, and I go like this. I go, "Who do you think the, who do you think was the most famous magician that ever lived? Who gives a fuck? Bring on the band, CSN, CSN." And then they start banging on the chairs, CSN, CSN. And Margie says, "My only thought at this point is, oh my god, I hope he doesn't think he's doing well." <laughs> She goes, it, it, it was horrible, man. And all my friends are there and it's embarrassing. And they go, CSN, CSN. And, and the place is shaking. And finally, I just go like this. I go, listen, you fuckers. I only have to be here 20 minutes. If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm staying out 30, 40. Right. <laughs> and then they got a little bit quiet. Right. So I kind of got them a little bit at the end, but far by not a good show by any means. And I and I only been working with them for like two weeks. I walk off stage. I got my carpet bag in my hand. I'm like a beaten man. I walk off stage. I think you're gonna be fired, right? Yeah. Crosby grabs me in a beer bear hug and he pulls me close and he goes, "Man, they fucking hated you." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, and I went, "What?" And he goes, "Oh man, they really did. They fucking hated you." And I, I. I and like you know this is like a new gig i didn't know them at that time so i walk into my dressing room and graham nash walks in and says johnny listen uh i really heard for you for as an artist he goes you should never have to go through this bullshit anymore in your life from now on i introduce you and he would come out every night and he'd go hey it's great to be here in philadelphia this is our favorite part of the tour and we tell our manager we're going to start this in philly because it's a great town 
But, you know, David, Steve, and I aren't exactly ready to come out, so we're going to bring on a good friend of ours, a guy who put this, you know, we found it a couple of months ago, and we decided we wanted to make a permanent part of our show. So you better give him the respect he deserves. He's a good friend of mine. My good friend, John Ferentino, and I'd walk out and he'd hug me, and the crowd would be like, this guy fucking knows them. <laughs> <laughs> it was like night and day. Yeah, it was night and of day. Of course. It's yes, just so crazy. It's the way just somebody so intros you can fucking, yeah, can, can make or break a... I mean, it's, it really is amazing. I mean, it really is. Like, it's something you would never think about, you know, when you're, unless you're in this business, I guess, you know? You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You, John, you, you know, you reminded me of a story. So I get a, I get a call from Messina, Rick Messina. Right. Said, hey, there are, he said, I know you're in Kansas City, but they're auditioning for the Letterman Show. He said, right. and I think it'd be perfect for it. He goes, why don't you come to Dangerfields tomorrow night? So I fly up to Dangerfields and they let me, they always let me stay in Rodney's apartment right next to it. They like me. So right. I was in there. So I go out and I'm going to bring my drums, you know, my little drum stuff that I do. Cause I can go, that's a unique angle for Letterman. So I go out, Bob Morton sitting in the back and he's sitting with Carol Leifer. And, right. and I start doing my stuff and Carol's talking to Bob. Bob's talking to her. They're not even paying attention to me. Then, then they look at me and they're both pointing and they're laughing at me. They're not, they're not laughing with me. You're not feeling right. the love. Yeah. It's, and so I stop, I stop and I look at him again, just like I did at, at Bowie state. And I said, Bob, I can't believe this. Carol, I can't believe it. I flew up here to audition for the show and you two are talking and being rude to me. Fuck you and fuck your show. Here's a quick impression of my dad, folks. And I went right. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you get the show? Bob Morton came up to me after the show. He goes, Dave, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just got to tell you, Letterman only likes... Uh, um, uh, you know, point of view comics. He doesn't like any kind of prog comics. So, uh, so if you get that stuff, I'll be glad to do it. And I'm going, I, you know, I'm going, and I start giving him a list of all the people that were on the show that didn't do that. And uh, yeah, but I, you know, th that happens that moment as a, as a comic, like you said, John, where you're up there and you go, you know what, wow. this is all survival. You know, I'm not going to let you guys do that. And you, you just let them have it. And when you let them have it, that's yeah. when I become the funniest. I, I had that shit like what John's I gig. I was open for dice. And you know, if you remember when dice was oh. huge and, and you know, his, his audience, they fucking same thing, man. And you go out and they're just yelling dice, dice, no matter what the fuck you do, it don't matter. You know? And finally like I said, I did like John, I, I said, listen, you fucking assholes. And they, they love this shit. I'm like, you see this, my, I say, I'm the one I introduced dice. I say, if I don't introduce dice, Dice ain't coming out. It's gonna be us. <laughs> so either you shut the fuck up, you know, let me finish my time. You know, and the, the beautiful thing is afterwards, fucking Dice took me aside and he was like, he goes, man, he goes, they're idiots, they're morons. He goes, you just, he goes, march up and down and curse. They'll love you, you know. And then bring me out for for the next show, you know. It's like, oh, uh, so I scared. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, 
though although one of the most unique moments I've ever had, I, I, I was the only time I'm standing outside the, the green room, you know, and Dice is back in the green room and this girl comes up and she's wearing like a man's suit jacket and nothing underneath. And she comes up to me and so it's dark and she opens up her jacket, shows me her tits. And she's like, do you think Dice would sign, would sign my, and it's like, you talk about unique. And I, and I went back, I said, I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll ask, you know, so I, <laughs> I went yeah, back. let me see them again so I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why yeah, I went back and I said to Dice, I said, there's a chick out here. I want you to sign her. T-. And he just fucking shook his head and he went, fuck. And he, and he wouldn't come out. To his credit, he wouldn't come out. So I went back out and then I said, let me let me see those again. And I said, no. Nah. And I told him, no. I said, Dice, Dice isn't coming out. Well, I scared. Unique I scared, comic moments. I scared the crap. This is a unique comic moment. I scared the crap out of David which you won't remember this until I say it. He was in Dangerfields, and I think it was like his first time like in New York City, and he got in a cab, and he was like a little nervous, and I go to the cab driver, take him exactly where he's going. He's carrying a lot of cash. Yes. <laughs> and all I see is the cab yeah. drive away in this face like, oh. <laughs> That's Andy John, you, know, you know, it's weird. Uh, another time I was at Dangerfields, I don't think it was that time, but I went over there and then I went up to stand up New York, Carrie's place. Oh, right. you know, and I went over there and I left my wallet in the cab. I don't think it was mm. that time. But I left my wallet in the cab in New York City. And two weeks later, it came in the mail. With the cash in it? No cash, but everything else was in it. Yeah, there you wow. go. I think New Yorkers will do that. And they'll take the cash and send it. And they figure that's like my reward. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's my <laughs> reward. <laughs> for doing the right thing. <laughs> I told Andy Talbot that story of what I said that I think he was there because that's like his favorite story. He always tells that story. I can still see David's face. I scared it. I could. I never. That was like the second. You've never been to New York, I didn't think, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially in a cab by myself. I'm a, I'm a Midwest kid, you know. Well, see, and that's the weird thing is like it's it's like you, people around the country are either they're either excited to get to New York or they're afraid of New York because it's you know. And I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about the New York I grew up in when 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 it was actually. You know, it was kind of rough and, you know, Times Square wasn't like, you know, Disney. It was it was, you know, it was it was entertaining, but in a different way. You know, it was nothing but hookers and, you know, drug dealers. And Keep are you kidding me? You can, are you shows. kidding me? I could, first time I worked Caroline's, I went there. And, and then when I was married to Brenda, I, I said, come here. She goes, where we go? And I go, look, we go to this one place. I go, put a cord in there. You can watch people fuck for a quarter here. I know. Yeah, yeah, man. That's I mean, shit. Why do you why do you think walking around with? pockets full of corn <laughs> no. <laughs> no my favorite thing was the little shops you could buy anything in times square there was these little stores that would have you the weirdest thing that you've never seen anywhere before in your life and you could also get a fake id there but it would be like they'd be like just the weirdest things just from all over the world and it's just in these weird little curio shops in in times square i remember yeah. you know you, you remind me i remember that when the second time i worked danger fields up there and um I'm doing I'm doing my show talking about being from the Midwest and just talking about that. And there's some guy I I, I think he was from Brooklyn, and he's he's just giving me all kinds of crap about being from the Midwest. And finally, I say to him, I said, Hey man, you know what? You ought to come to mid the Midwest sometime. He went, What the fuck would I want to come to the Midwest for? I said, I don't know, man. Maybe learn some manners. <laughs> <laughs> from what a cow cow gonna teach me fuck a manners in the Midwest. 
Where the fuck is the Midwest? I know there's the West, there's the East. Where's the fucking middle of the West? I don't fucking know. Yeah, great, great moments on stage. I was working in New Mexico once, right? And this really good-looking guy. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Came, walk, <laughs> came walking in, right? He was like 6'2", and he had a cowboy hat on, jeans with a big belt buckle, cowboy shirt, one of those long rider jackets. Mm-hmm. And he oh, sits right, duster, man. I love those. And he sits right in the front row. And I just stop and I look at him. I go, you know, if a rodeo were to break out in here, you're the only one prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets this huge laugh. It gets this huge laugh. And he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, man." He goes, "Come on, don't give me a hard time. I just came into town to see a show and get supplies." <laughs> oh man it was like i felt bad and 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 the show he came to see was not a fucking was not a magic show or a comedy show but it was yeah i mean it was like he was legit you know he was like a real cowboy you i didn't know? come in for surprise he goes, i just came in for a little entertainment and supplies cowboy, baby. <laughs> that's so funny how much and time then- we got there craig I think it's time no, for the 40 yeah, questions. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say, do we have time for another? You have a minute and 30 seconds. All right. So I'm going to ask, I'll ask you guys a question. Um, okay. What is the only letter that doesn't appear in any U.S. name of a state? Q. That's it. Correct. Q, huh? Hey, what do you All right. Mean? How many? Hey, what do I win? <laughs> You I'm going to answer them last. This way, I'm always right. <laughs> How many years in your life do you think you'll spend looking at your phone? Four. 17. Oh. Nine. Nine. Wow. Nine years looking at your phone. Nine years. How many years you spend in the toilet? I don't know, but the next question says you poop out equivalent of an adult panda bear each year. Wow. <laughs> Wow, bring, bring that gay bell, man. Shout I don't remember. I don't even remember eating bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> Great, but shouldn't that, shouldn't that have been question number two? Ooh, I'll tell you, I feel light. I just I just crapped a panda. I feel great. <laughs> who, who was that, John? Who was that guy that was on? Uh, was that was that Dom Herrera, the the hot steamy statue? He just oh yeah, after another after another. We're talking about that. I think it is all right to in our country we say I got to go to the bathroom. We do not say I have to heave a Havana, cop a low, drop a cobra. Let's, let's not do let's not do Dom's act on. <laughs> you know that you can't own a guinea pig in Switzerland. Because, no. because they say that they're too domesticated, and it would be called animal abuse. How about gerbils? Yeah, as long know. as you don't, as long as you don't put them in a pipe and shove it up your ass, you're okay. <laughs> There's a woman in Russia who holds the world record for the most prolific mother. She has 69 kids. And if she uh, would have turned around, she'd have one more. <laughs> if, she, if, she had pra- if she had practiced 69, she wouldn't have had so many kids. Good line. Uh, she had 16 pairs of twins. Whoa. 16 pairs of twins. I would double double your pleasure. Double All right, your here's fun. another one for you. Throw that thing shut, lady. <laughs> what is that Groucho line? 
when that woman had 12 kids on on your bet your life and he goes hey, i like my cigar but sometimes i take it out of my mouth <laughs> reminds reminds me when you guys ever heard this one about the the english man just had his way with an english woman and she mm -hmm. said uh, she said to him she goes my sir you have a very small organ he said madam i may have a small organ but it's never been asked to perform in a cathedral before oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go kim kardashian knows the alphabet and sign language she knows which it. is amazing because she her husband the fucking does, english alphabet it's funny because her husband doesn't know how to speak english <laughs> who's her husband is that she's crazy not, they, no yeah, they, she just she's got divorced. they got they got the boy was what's his fucking uh formerly known as douchebag uh whatever now he's married again cayenne i never know his name how do you say cayenne pepper west cayenne pepper west <laughs> oh she was, she was married to kanye that's right kanye yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a real stable force? Yeah, he's another. The Spanish, stable. the Spanish national anthem has no words. Do you know that? Yeah, and I don't care. Here's yeah. here's here's. A, these are, these are the more interesting right. questions, John. Shows. Yeah, these, hey, these are, John, all right, Spanish. this is. Hold on, this is, Let me put on the nose. Wait a second. <laughs> the inventor of frisbee golf, when he was dot, when he died, asked his family. To take his remains and have it molded into a frisbee. I heard that. Really? Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? That's cool because in a way you can stay part of the family because they can turn and, you and, over and, and use use you as a serving tray. And today, <laughs> he's still on the roof of the house. That's yeah. what he says. He says, "When we die, you don't go to purgatory. Purgatory. You shortly after passing, we either land up on a roof or just lie there." <laughs> he's been stuck. And in the inventor of the Pringles can was buried in a Pringles can. Wow. I hope what he was, was cremated. No, they they sliced them and stacked them in some like they a symmetrical stack. I'm gonna go back to the frisbee guy. Can you yeah. imagine that had his remains into a frisbee, and then somebody throws it, and his dog catches the frisbee in his mouth and goes, "This is fucking familiar." Yeah. <laughs> so it says the inventor of Pringles was buried in a Pringles can. Yeah, in slices. A coffee pioneer was buried in a coffee pot. In these a coffee pot. These people are in a coffee pot, yeah. How about the guy that invented the toilet? I don't know. <laughs> it says bananas can reproduce. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> it says I'm not gonna have a fucking banana getting laid more than me. Fuck bananas. Oh god, John. Cabin Dash bananas <laughs> the most popular variety of bananas that fill supermarkets and sits at Starbucks counters actually impotent. It's seedless hybrid of two to create new bananas. Even John got bored. Even John got bored. I, I, I have bored with that one. Yawning in the, the middle of reading this shit. There we go. The, the yard work kills 6,000 people in a decade. <laughs> really? Wow. Yard work? Yeah. I can I can see that. I was doing some yard work before I came on here. Fucking hoping, hoping to kill myself in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of M&M's is allergic to peanuts. <laughs> well, who in wait? Who invented the uh, that that's uh, Eminem Mars, right? So who's that? That was, was the guy. Marshall Mathers. I saw a whole special on this thing. It's like there was a. I think Hershey was the big first big really big candy company, and then somebody, the guy named Mars, whatever, started Eminem because they he he didn't get what he wanted from Hershey. Ring the gay bell, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and he started he started Eminem Mars. But he did build and, that highway, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Hershey Highway. 
<laughs> you have a sound effect for that highway, don't anyway, you? Anyway, I'm getting like John now. And then I heard she and I forgot, man. What was I going to say? <laughs> I know. I was reading that. And I'm going, this is going nowhere. All right. <laughs> Women's tears reduce men's testosterone levels. No shit. <laughs> Never bothered reduce... me. Yeah. You want to lose a heart on. You lose it quick when she's crying. Orgasms are once thought to cure hysteria. Well, kill your thirst. You know what I love about this show? We always end strong. Yeah. Oh, here's a story about. All right, how? Here's a story about. This is. Let's get serious. <laughs> how Mark Wahlberg has an extra nipple. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. He's, they, they he's a, a Wahlberg. That's why he has that song. Feel it. Feel it. Yeah, he's got a third nipple. He, he uh, does. Uh, that's why they had to put makeup on him for the commercials. Yeah. And huh. we like to leave the audience with a, a an important fact that'll change their life. The Cookie Monster's first name is Sid. <laughs> Sid Monster? Sid Monster. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. What were you telling me? You were telling me the name of you would now you tried to tell me. Oh, about... here we go. Here's a better one. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. You know that... <laughs> yeah. The three people now, left. It reminds me. It reminds me. We had we used to have our friend Joe on, and he did this mentalism effect. And Michael Carbonero was on the show, and he goes does the whole thing, and he goes, "All right, I'm going to explain the whole thing to you because I don't want you to think I'm doing anything funny." And Michael goes, "Hey, we weren't afraid of that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Captain that was the out. That was the out. Yes. Captain <laughs> Crunch is a fraud. Captain Crunch Stop. is a fraud. Stop. Take that back. Wait a minute. Don't talk He's about exaggerating Cap his Navy service for decades. The character's actual name is Harito Magellan Trunt Crunch. Had to squeeze one more real name in there. Wears three stripes on his uniform cups. Indictive of a commander, that's, not that's a captain. A, that's if I had a glove, I'd take it off and slap you right now and challenge you to a duel. <laughs> the first hot air balloon contained a sheep, a duck, and a rooster, and then they walked into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you should end in on Carbonero's line. You should end in on Carbonero's line. <laughs> we never Wait. know when to get off. We're going to come for, circle back to our opening story. So that guy that was caught, the criminal, the murderer, <laughs> the he was caught by a police dog named Yoda. Yoda, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Is he on the force? He, oh, the force was hey, with the him. Force was the with force him. was with him. Get it? The yeah. force was with him. Yes, yeah, like that's almost coming. a joke. <laughs> you know, guys, I just, I just realized I watched five minutes on an open mic night. <laughs> oh, yeah, not, not one of the good ones either. Oh, oh. come on! <laughs> I didn't see anybody else jumping in with any wit to make those. Are bits you kidding stronger. me? Come on, how many of you went to an open mic night just to sit there and laugh your ass? Hey John, off? hey John, that's come that's coming from the guy with a fart thing in his hand. No, no, <laughs> and a red nose on. Dude, he lost that twenty minutes ago, so those are real now. Uh today's show is brought to you by <laughs> Rockstar. I don't know. Well, anyway, we've had some fun. We've had some laughs. So anyway, I sound like Johnny Carson. Well, anyway. We've had some laughs, we've had some fun, and then Craig said some stuff. All right, let's go. <laughs> Craig is Craig, you look so miserable today. Uh I am, actually. Why? I I I got my shingle shot yesterday and it just, just knocked the shit out of me. I went with the metal roof shot this year. <laughs> Get it? I'm, Get it? I'm, I got my red out. nose okay. on. <laughs> I'm going out today for my shiplap shot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chip laugh. <laughs> no, John, if you'd make that, if you'd make that joke around clowns, would take your red nose from you right now. <laughs> fucking slap you. They pull off a glove, slap you, and take the red nose. It's like the fucking mafia clown, the clown mafia. Hey, don't have a fucker. Let me see you with a red nose on it again, you <laughs> cocksucker. Okay. So, Craig, uh, Craig, Craig, how long have you had shingles? I haven't. I just got the vaccine. Oh. And uh, he said, don't worry. There's no after effects. And uh, I can't move my left arm. And I feel like total shit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess there's no after effects. No, that's different. That's a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't now, stroke. And that's are, you smelly, are you smelling I was, coffee? I was wondering why the side of your face was drooping down. I smell, okay. I smell toast. <laughs> I smell toast. Oh, that toast. That's all Mike that's says. Toast. Every time he goes. I just smell toast. I think I'm having a stroke. He goes, oh, no, my wife's making toast. <laughs> Come on, that's that, that, what they say. That, I, I, I have a resting bitch face, too. You have to understand that. <laughs> Whatever that means. I always look like I'm pissed when I'm not laughing. Well, are you? No. He's laughing right now on the inside. No, not really. It hurts too much with the shingle shot. Oh man, I'm sorry. It's no game. I, I took the, all these vaccines, and I asked the doctor, "Is this going to, uh, is this going to knock me out for a couple of days?" Oh no, I, not, none of my patients. I'm like, fuck. It's 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 not pleasant. Who's your doctor? Kavorkian. 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 Yeah. Hey, just shut up and breathe. Breathe in a napkin. Just yeah. This will make you feel better forever. I I go for that right now. Uh, I thought one of you would either say Fauci or Vinny Boombots. Hey, Vinny Boombots. Vinny Boombots. Today's show brought to you by the COVID vaccine. No. Vinny I'm Boombots. going. They got a new. They got a new. They got a new freaking booster coming. Are you going to go get your boo? You going to go get it? I'm getting. They it say shot. it's not a booster. They say it's a vaccine. Now. I'm not going to get it. At this point, I'd rather just get COVID. Let me tell you, you don't want COVID, man. I, I just had, I had it, whatever, a month ago, whatever it was. And yeah, he was it, really it, sick. It, no, it I don't took, want, I was just took, trying to be funny It knocked the shit out of me. I wasn't that sick, but it was for like, for almost a month. I felt like I'd been run over by a truck. Maybe you guys, you guys, you guys ought to talk to me about uh, the stuff I've been taking for two years from Viagra? Dirk Pearson about, <laughs> about how to build your immune system. And uh, uh, you don't give a shit if you get that stuff or not, Mr. Healthy. Yeah. Watch I say that tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm gonna get it. <laughs> tomorrow you'll tomorrow you'll be smelling toast. <laughs> toast? Is that, Is that toast? toast, man? Oh, Wait a minute. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow I will be celebrating uh, 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 milk and honey because it's the it's Rosh Hashanah, the Happy New Year. Oh, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's actually well, last week. This is. That's right. I meant I meant last wow. week. Wow, we yeah. are we 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 are bad we are bad Jews. Bad Jew. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I feel like I should put my hand out of my Bad, bad Jew. Bad Jew. No. <laughs> this should be a sitcom. Bad Jews. The opening scene is in action in Delhi, and they're having ham sandwiches. There you go. So bad that would be Jews. Bad Jews. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do when the ham comes for you? <laughs> Mike, okay, I'm coach, my... you motherfucker. Let me tell you something. Are you drinking milk with that ham sandwich? Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I got the COVID, but it's kosher COVID. Hold on, I'm going fishing for the mighty gefilte over here. Hey, all right. And that was an out. That would have been the perfect out, Craig. That is the out. That's it. We are out of here. <laughs> That's it. We are out of here. Let's thank uh, David Nastor. Yay. Hey, thank you, David. Thanks for coming on.
And let's thank Craig Mitchell. Hey, uh, I'll feel better next week, I think. And uh, the world's most intimidating Jew, Mike Grief. Hey, let me tell you something over here. All right, right. And I am. And let me and let me go. I want to teach you that's John. (laughs) Ferentino. (laughs) (laughs) And I am John Ferentino. And uh, this is the Big Bad Broadcast. You catch us anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can catch us on Apple. You can catch us on Spotify. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Audible. You can catch us on the podcast playground. Audible. You can catch us on Audible Google. or anywhere. Google. Or you, and after you're done with this, you can listen to the You Just Have to Laugh broadcast with David. Ah, that's right. Yes, with David Nestor. All of you've been on it. So if we I make you, if we, fun. if we make you horny, then you can get off with David afterwards. <laughs>